This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my company, Horns Building. Now this week saw us release our brand new clothing range. It's our spring range. And what we've done with this collection is we've tried to put together a bunch of garments that you can wear no matter what the weather. We've got a bunch of new t-shirts. These ones I really like. We've got a Berserker Spirit t-shirt and an Ulfordin Spirit t-shirt. What these are is that they've got a warrior in the middle and then behind the warrior you've got the spirit of the animal that they're embodying. So behind the Berserker you've got a bear and behind the Ulfordin you've got a wolf. Um, alongside that for those of you who like something a little bit more simple we've got just a logo t-shirt so it's our logo on the left hand side and that comes in a heather navy and a woodland heather and these t-shirts are 100% organic recycled cotton then we've got a new jogging pants which come in the men's and the women's and we've also got a hoodie so these are all in black with our logo embroidered on them again with the hoodie we're trying to keep in that theme of keeping things sustainable so that's made from 85% organic cotton and 15% uh, recycled polyester and it's um, global organic treaty certified and also fair weather foundation certified and finally I think my favorite item from this launch is we've got a brand new 100% cotton jumper now this jumper is absolutely perfect for me you can wear it on its own or you can layer it up and have a t-shirt under it and throw that on top for that little bit of extra warmth it's really comfortable it's really soft like I said, it's 100% cotton. Uh, the men's one comes in black and a beautiful olive colour. And then we do a women's one, which comes in a lovely navy colour as well. So yeah, just pop over to the website and check them out. Don't forget, you get that extra 10% discount off anything store-wide for listening to the podcast and for supporting the podcast. Just use Horns10 at checkout and you can get 10% off anything. Thanks for listening. Let's jump into the show. Welcome to the Nordic Mythology Podcast. I'm Daniel Farron, co-owner of the company Horns of Odin, and I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Matthias Nordvig. Hello, everyone. Today, we are joined by Tanya Lind um, from Iceland. She's an Icelandic vulva, and today is also the uh, Icelandic National Day. So, uh, <laughs> I would try and say that, but... <laughs> I, I struggled hearing it, let alone saying it. <laughs> it is Icelandic with a with a Danish uh, <laughs> twang to it, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty good in Icelandic. <laughs> yeah. Don't please don't feed his ego. <laughs> I, I, yeah, <laughs> not this not this early in the episode. I like seeing what happens, so. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Icelandic did you say National Day, the Independence Day? Um yeah. what's that? Somebody please enlighten me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, back in 1918, um after like several years, several decades of back and forth between the Icelandic Althingi and uh, the Danish king, um, the Danish king eventually was like, okay, here's a treaty where basically Iceland, you can, you're, you're sovereign, but you're still part of the Danish Commonwealth, um, except we also control your foreign policy. That was in 1918. 
And that treaty also then included a stipulation that said that Iceland could secede from that Commonwealth um, 25 years after or something like that. Like after 25 years, then Iceland could just like, whatever. And then Iceland just did exactly that in, in 1944. Um, uh, while, while Denmark was still occupied by the Germans. <laughs> they, so um, They snuck out. They snuck yeah, out. Snuck out. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. they, 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 they were legally, they, they could just do that. So, so that's what they did. Um, that's like, that's the short version of it. Of course, there's like mm-hmm. the entire 19th century <laughs> and, and like the whole growth of the Icelandic national movement and, and all the things there that came before that, right? There was like a call for independence already in 1830 something, as far as I remember. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like a it was a thing for a while until the Danes were like, okay, finally yeah. we, we will do something about it. It's kind of like a thing for Denmark. Like right now, it's Greenland. Uh, Greenland mm. has a similar kind of uh, treaty with Denmark. Um, with, like they can secede if they want to, but <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's sort of like a it, you know Denmark as a colonial power is sort of like a slow burn kind of thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> But what so uh, Tanya? What 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 do you guys do on on the National Day of Iceland? Like, what have you been up to today? Oh, so I live in a small village in the south coast, and there's a neighboring village. So I, you might know it. Uh, I live in Stockseide. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a the, there's a really good restaurant there. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it is. And you know, you get your uh, what do you call it? Humar, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. I don't even know the English words right now. Lobster. Um, so yeah, lobster. So there's a neighboring village my mother lives in, and there was a gathering in like the village hall where the mountain women, the Fjallkona, a, a female representative of the spirit of Iceland. She looks like a smurf. She's wearing like a blue gown with a white, you know, cone hat. And they have a flag and present, you know, she walks down the aisle and they're doing like this flag thing presenting her. And then she uh, recited a poem about friendship. Mm-hmm. And then there was like an inspirational talk by some representative of the, the village. And then it was just like children stuff, you know, like uh, choir singing, singing old poetry. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got trapped in the hall and was offered beer and I couldn't get out of the whole the whole like uh whole festivities it got really loud you know so yeah we had a lot of fun there perfect I mean Tanya I'm guessing you have a a little cat running around there somewhere yeah and can I can I let her out oh absolutely yeah I for anybody I'm sure anybody listening keeps hearing the little cat jingling around I didn't want people thinking maybe Tanya had uh, bells on her wrists or something. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That was my cat. And then I have a sheep right outside the <laughs> door also. I'm not kidding. I had a, sh- I have a, a homeling, a little baby sheep. Nice. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, so, I would if I could. If I had the space, <laughs> I, I would. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's really cute. I'd, I'd have sheep too, but I don't know if they get taken by a mountain lion or something out here. <laughs> Yeah, my my sheep is in danger of my dog actually. So it's oh. like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So I'm trying some situations out here. <laughs> Perfect. But you know, so I'm coming here as a valva from Iceland. Absolutely. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hello. I, I understand. 
I, I understand today that's quite a statement. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the, the thing is, is that uh, they didn't really realize it was much of a thing. You know, I have this island mentality. I, I have spent time in America. My father is half American. My grandfather was here during World War II. He's Native American and uh, a bit Irish. And he was in the Air Force working for mm -hmm. them met my grandmother and that's how I kind of blended into America and some wonderful traditions there also. Mm. And, but the rest of my family is Icelandic and I lived a few winters in America, which was really good that I did that because, you know, living on this island in the North, uh, it's, and especially in the countryside, like I do, I sometimes am naive and a bit not oblivious to the, the bigger world. Mm -hmm. And about 2016, I finally started like using Facebook a little bit, you know, it was just, I had a bored month, you know, I was just like, Ooh, what's <laughs> this about, you know, checking things out and seeing that there are like heathen groups and stuff. And I'm like, Ooh, what's this about? This is great. You know, people actually care about this stuff, mm -hmm. you know, we're cool for once. And always been cool but you know growing up people really didn't know what we wore who we were from what a vulva is like nobody mm -hmm. really cared to even you know just it's just i'm talking about outside world mm -hmm. and then i started becoming aware that uh that tel media television programs like uh vikings and other things were presenting us pre not presenting us but you know pre presenting uh norse things and then all this interest came along mm -hmm. and I was really excited at first because uh, I don't know, like I, I am, I'm alone a lot, you know, mm -hmm. I, I grew up alone a lot in nature and things like that. And always wanted to um, communicate with the outside mm -hmm. world, you know, and I don't know, just be recognized. I don't know what it is. Have company, <laughs> you know, and then that went a little far. Because I, I, uh, it's very uh, intense what I see on on Facebook and and social media today. Oh, it's and intense. <laughs> it's really intense. And I'm still got this island village mentality. I don't understand that, but um, I'm trying to find harmony. Mm. You know, just trying to find harmony, and also when. I was seeing people get interested in Seder. I see people get interested in the path of the Valva and things like that. Uh, I only started to speak up a bit when it was going like very far from earth, you know, mm -hmm. like, and becoming quite sometimes self-serving or if it's something about being powerful or attention seeking. And I, that was just that, that, it just felt awful because this is so much about alignment mm. and uh, it's very, it's about being very grounded to earth and nature and uh, sincerity. As soon as you start putting into it, any kind of, uh, what do you call it? You know, consumption and, and thinking it, uh, it's self-serving people are going to get totally screwed over. It's very, very bad to mess mm -hmm. with these powers this way. Uh, so if I just noticed that I take pictures of my environment, that it has good influence on people, that it inspires them. And I sometimes speak from my heart, but otherwise 
I am not, uh, I'm not presenting myself as anybody, but what I do here, just, just doing my thing. And if mm -hmm. I can hold space for some wholesomeness and grounding and good medicine, that is good. That Absolutely. is good. Yeah. No. yeah. So if I may ask, what, what's, uh, what are some of the major differences that you see between the tradition that you know from Iceland and like what people are doing outside? Like what, what are some of these uh, more harmful things as well? So I totally speak unfiltered because I have, uh, I, I don't care. I'm so number one is selling it. Mm -hmm. What the hell is that all about? Mm -hmm. You do not sell this. Uh, the powers choose who to work with in the most aligned and serving way for both directions. This is not a commodity. So that is weird. Uh, it's also that it's passed down. Um, so okay, so we have this here. We 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 uh, pass this down in our family and community because it's mm -hmm. sometimes somebody outside the family that comes in, and we just walk together. I'm not holding any courses. I am not uh, teaching it in this way. We just walk together if it's if it's meant to be by the instructions from the powers. Mm -hmm. And when I say powers, I'm I'm not going to start talking about specific gods. I'm going to talk about the ancient ones. Uh, that is beyond words. Mm -hmm. you know uh, so that is like one thing that is quite that was the culture shock first and then it's then I just see that hmm, how can we say this it's a lot about feeding into the ego that I'm seeing mm -hmm. you know so I can be you know I can look important I can look yeah. I can People get validate me as important, and then I guide you. And I am not. Uh, it, it feels quite like the people are trying to make up their little cults, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess it's people so, wanting to get fame from, from yes. what they can do, rather than doing it for the for the general good. It's more about I'm going to do this, but look at what I can do in the mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. Why would you do this? And it and there is also just a lot of I've. So in just in the past year, I've been, I've been like studying, like what's happening in, in the world? What are they, what are they up to? You know, what are some, I'm not going to name any names, of course, you know, I'm not going to get myself in that much trouble, but you know, there's some <laughs> groups that are working with trans work and things like that, that I am like, are you guys insane? Are you insane? You know, um, people are just uh, reading like a little bit of literature and things like that. Take for granted that we do have, this is a living tradition. And then they just make up the ceremonies and stuff and get possessed by all kinds of trickster spirits or whatever they are aligning with. And they're playing around with people's heads. And in our mm -hmm. tradition, we take this very seriously because this can cause psychological damage to you and a lot of disrupt in your environment with your family and it just it can get really damaging now mm -hmm. now that is just like with all you know, spirit world is complicated and there's a lot of spirits out there and they do not think like humans do that's another thing people i see this a lot of in the world that people are putting their human brain into this their opinions how they want to do things but they're not taking instruction from the powers and how to present this in where they are mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. if I would have been staying in America and the powers would have choose to still work with me, I would have adjusted to where I am and what is, uh, what is serving mm -hmm. the purpose okay. of this role I'm in right now. Mm -hmm. 
so it's like it's kind of like this stuff and i just really want to bring this down to earth again you know and if if anything i would like to inspire people all over the world just to stand in their own hoop stand in their own power where they are and listen to the nature where is feeding them right now and Mm -hmm. listen listen well listen deeper you know get out of your heads and listen to how we can harmonize with our environments where we are right now okay but this is me just passing on the news this Mm. is what the powers are are instructing Mm. me to speak of (laughs) okay let's let's try and get some structure i think to so if we start at the beginning uh what evolver is and then maybe work through to then your experiences and how that works for you just try and keep some basic kind of structural noise to people listening so we're not jumping all over the place um so who who wants to take that one of what what evolver is Matthias or, or tanya i i can uh, i can speak a little bit about the historical background of a vulva mm-hmm. so yeah um, so I'm, I'm talking about like in traditionally i'm guessing the idea of a serious goes back thousands mm-hmm. of years yeah. but yeah um let's let's stick to maybe like a, in and around the vikings what we would consider and yeah so so we have we have several uh sources that mention these um uh religious authorities of various kinds um generally called uh, völur that's the plural of, of völva um and uh, sort of etymologically it looks like the word völva um derives from a, a, the word a word for staff so so it's a it's a woman who carries a staff that she uses in these rituals um the the way that the rituals are described in the saga literature primarily is that it's a, it's like a divinatory process where uh, the vulva receives information from um, spirits or gods uh, or communicates with them in one way or another and then relays that information to the people there. Okay. So, and the best example we have of like a description of this is, is from uh, Eric the Red's saga. Um, this happens in Greenland, where a uh, vulva is asked to divine uh, about a, um, the current famine that is going on. So, so she's asked to to basically look into the other world or communicate with the other world to then give uh, information on whether or not there will still be famine in the future. Mm-hmm. And um, and this is um, a sort of it's the, the descriptions of these rituals are never particularly um detailed um and this one is the most detailed one and it's most detailed in the sense of describing what she's wearing she wears like very specific clothing like uh gloves made of rabbit skin as far as i remember a hat made of cat skin you know these various and like rabbit and cat and those kinds of skins would be special in one way or another um, she's also treated very nicely very, as a distinguished person. She comes there. She's she's like well treated. She's well fed, and all of these things. Um, and then she sits on a um, some kind of like built platform. It's called a stackler in in Old Norse, and um, we don't know exactly what that means. But you could 
vaguely translated to platform, vaguely translated to altar, or or some like there, there are multiple words that you can actually translate this into, depending on the context. Um, and then there are other women present who are then singing this song called Avarlukur. We don't know what the song really in, like entails. Like we don't know the words of the song or melodies or anything like that. Um, at least it's not told in the in the story. And then uh, that brings her into a trance, uh, or some some like uh, some some otherworldly state, uh, and so that's how just, she then gets that knowledge. Just to to pull out, would they would the followers be lovers in training, or, or is that something we just don't know? No, so so in this particular setting, it's actually just the women there. Okay. So and and it's it's an interesting situation because this is a, a woman in Gudrider, uh who's uh, actually the ancestral mother of several very important Icelanders later on in in, in medieval history, um, and it's it, the part of the saga is is also about her, and she's actually the one who's asked to sing this song, and she says I she, she's like very reluctant because she's Christian, um, but. Uh, she it's very it's implied it's very well understood that that she has learned this song as sort of like part of her distinguished tradition so so this is this is part of that the uh, ancestral tradition of of teaching these uh particular songs and rituals in in a in a specific uh family line right um, and she's in this context, in this story, she's like the last of her line, and she's the one who also ends it eventually because she's Christian and all that stuff. But in this context, like she, she's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll help you guys out as far as I remember. And so, uh, so, so, so she's the one who sings it, and um, and also teaches the other women there to sing it. So what we're seeing here is a ritual where it, the pre it's presupposed that that the women here are the ones who are carrying some kind of power, right? to sing this song, to bring that uh, specific religious authority, the vulva, into the trance, right? Mm -hmm. So, but that's that's like the best description we have of it. Then, of course, we have a bunch of other examples of these verlur who show up in saga literature or in Eddie poetry, for instance, like Verluspau, the prophecy of the seeress, is in the words of a vulva herself, right? That That's a, that's a vulva who's reciting all the uh, the mythology about the beginning of the world and and especially about Ragnarok. Um, which of course then tells us that it, it, this, uh, because if we go back to the, the history of the poem that I've like talked about from a million times now, right, is from the late nine hundreds, early thousands, right. It's it's one of the poems that uh, one of the few poems where we can say this definitely includes like like pre-Christian mythology and 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 knowledge, right. Um, where there's other poems where we're like, ah, eh, that that's maybe not really the case. That's a lot later than 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 this one. Mm -hmm. um, and and it was composed originally in the words of a vulva. Maybe who knows? Maybe by a vulva. Like mm -hmm. we we don't know that, but but it could be right. Mm -hmm. And and it's a very prophetic poem, and it it carries a lot of import in like in a, in a religious sense in 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 that late stage uh, paganism that exists in Scandinavia in the nine late 900s and early thousands. So so what we generally understand is that the Verlur, they were probably some of the most important religious figures in um, in pre-Christian society who are buried with a lot of special items, with metal rods, for instance, 
and all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. so that fits sort of like the pattern. Like we have archaeological material that can actually authenticate. This okay. is not just a literary tradition, but something that also existed materially. Okay. So, was it? So was it always women? Is um, that, is that's there any a good question. <laughs> is there any examples of? Because I, I mean, every time you mentioned it between you and Tanya so far, it's always been female. Um, so I just wondered whether there were any examples of male evolvers or like, is this mm -hmm. predominantly just a female thing? So in the Icelandic tradition, it seems like it's very much female. Uh, that also uh, comes with the fact that, um, uh, that, that men who uh, do say the they and that's the the, the say is the word for the type of magic that the verlo will, will do right men who do say they are um they they are demonized in the saga literature it doesn't mean that there weren't men who did it um but it does seem to uh, suggest that in an icelandic context uh it was it was considered particularly negative for men to do okay um, we don't know if that would be the same case in mainland uh, Scandinavia or Northern Europe in general. There could be many, many different. When, when you say negative, do you mean in the, the men, if, if men practiced this way, then would they be seen as effeminate? And mm -hmm. then that would be seen. Is that the kind of negativity that I mean, they were thinking? There's distinctly accused of homosexuality, right? Which okay. in uh, a medieval Icelandic context is considered negative. Which I guess would lean itself to this being a female of what what in their eyes should be a female only practice. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what it seems like. Okay. But again, there's a couple of things to, to note about this. One is that the literature is written by a bunch of Christian dudes in the medieval period, right? They have a very distinct uh, opinion about this. Mm -hmm. And secondly, Iceland can also be culturally a distinct case here that might be different from, okay. from what uh, was perhaps present in Norway, in Sweden, in Denmark, in Finland, in, in the Eastern Baltic, who knows? There is also a, there's also a thing that, that uh, males were considered maybe more vitki, mm -hmm. uh, have just another title. and But I think that, uh, well, there was a time when this was probably really more gender fluid, um, had some third gender in it, but this is just, you know, a feeling. Um, and okay, so I do not come into this path from academia. I do not come from it uh, just with a, like a sudden interest in becoming something. It mm -hmm. is, so we, we got a whole bunch of men in clergies writing this down. Mm -hmm. This doesn't mean that they were all like Christian at heart. These were opportunities to get educated and to learn writing and being able to write on something, you know, because uh, it's really expensive and difficult to get skin to write on. You know, that's why a lot of stories are put in short. Uh, and so, and the thing is that the country itself, Iceland itself just has a hold on you. You, you can pretend to want to be all kinds of things, but the nature itself is what is raising you and what it, you humble to. And you realize there is some power here. Well, in, in, in nature, but you just feel it really close. You know, I mean, it's a small island. We got the Atlantic Ocean going at you. We got, we got volcanoes exploding. With the Northern Lights, you can almost touch them. So I, don't, I think it's, 
really hard to just kind of like block that out and not have that influence your spirit at some point. Mm-hmm. And so I think in Iceland that there's always been like a, a bit of a melding of traditions. There's going to be personalities that are going to be more strict and egotistical. My church do this, do that, whatever. But in general, we are, the tradition is lived in just many little villages and fjords and just in the spirit of the people. Now, I did not, I did not follow any kind of idea of from the sagas. I, I just uh, carried on a torch. Um, and not every s- woman in before me has been able to walk and present out in public the way I do now. I mm-hmm. do it a lot because I can. And this has been uplifting for my community too. They find it wonderful. And I've grown with them. I was uh, also, I would just like to say that it is also just lived in like, in being able to survive here. Uh, when the winters get harsh, when conditions get harsh, volcanoes exploding, plagues are coming through, starvation is coming through. We're under uh, under the under the foot of a of a of another crown of an, of of Lutheran faith or something. You know, uh, in the end of the day, when you when you want to survive, you will pull you'll 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 pull things out of your 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 treasure chest, whether if it's working with magic or say they're talking to the powers. You know. Mm-hmm. And that is something that's really helped us alive. People in my role have been kept very private. It, my, my whole life, it's been word of mouth to come see, come see and be present for the oracle say that I do, to come for any kind of uh, guidance or medicine. It's always been word of mouth. It's not part of our tradition to come up forth and be like, hey, look at me, I'm available, come shop some prophecy for me. That's not the thing at all. Mm-hmm. But the times that we're living in right now kind of called on to step up a little bit. And it's okay. taken me years and years of stepping up just a little bit at a time. I work with my mother. I work with my aunt, my group, my singing troupe. They're all family members mm. um, from the age of 12 up to 60. Mm. You know what I mean? And this, is, this happens so naturally. I have had times when it's just me and my mom. And then at times when the group grows bigger, I started out, uh, well, I was, I was born. The thing is, is that in my family, we are born again in our own family. So soon in my life, I was starting to pick up on uh, things, gathering my, a little, my, my little charms and things like that that belonged to me. They knew then that I was carrying this on as my own personality, but also the lineage behind me. And the power, the oracle power that wants to come through. Mm-hmm. Universal knowing or nature, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's all of that and more. And it just, it just grew and grew and grew. One, I, I would do very private things. And, and I was often called just, you know, the little witch. Little Nork. Or, you know, the, the, the seer. Uh, you know, all these little little nicknames that you, you can give a person like me. But then the more that I went into my adult years, people started just to introduce me as the Valva. And it is beautiful what happens when that happens. Uh, like at first I was kind of like, oof, oof, really, you're going to put that on me? And it, we grew together with that. And they people get very like, oh, oh, you're stepping up into that? Thank you. They're just, they're just it's, it's so humble. It mm-hmm. is so humble 
because it's just in our it's just in the in the culture that this is uh, a, a path of sacrifice and it's a service so it's not like oh yeah so how, so how can i be like you so we can do what what, what i mean do you think a real velvet is going to care about money you know mm. I'm 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 looking into the depth of the cosmos and the never-ending knowledge and and I really gonna care about that you know, I, I I really feel myself like as a speck of this big consciousness and I don't feel very important I just feel like I'm playing my role and that gives me grounding and good feeling of alignment mm -hmm. and purpose and service, okay. that's pretty much it, but a lot of the things see the thing is is that I when sometimes I talk to people they're they got it stuck in their heads like I'm going to be doing something like exactly like a thousand years ago. Mm. Now that would be a, I don't know what kind of velva that's going to be, you know, because we're living in this time right now. So I have a foundation of tradition that's working with me. I do the old ceremony. Well, I don't know if it's exactly how it looked like in that cabin in Greenland, but it is good enough that it works. Mm -hmm. And when it works, the people that are present know this it's humbling. You know, that mm -hmm. I disappear and the powers come through and they find ways to give you a journey that validates things and they know that they are in the presence of something different. The atmosphere, the whole space changes mm -hmm. and becomes something, yeah, otherworldly, very sacred. Um, regarding men, we have had, it's been passed on a lot from the mothers to the daughters you know like you know it's been through the women but the men have also given me a lot mm -hmm. and played a part in um my development and also other family members i have and today i am working with a I, new circles kind of create around me like it's kind of like i'm like a okay this is gonna sound weird but i'm kind of like a queen bee that doesn't really know that she's a queen bee but then there's this all these worker bees will just like gravitate towards uh and uh now there's a lot of gender fluid people in my my latest circle so i am in this time where this is possible experiencing this right now and just mm -hmm. seeing what will come through okay and so we've held something very beautiful and and sacred here and it's weird a lot of people will go like can you teach me can you teach me and it's not about that i would rather work with ins inspiration and mm -hmm. people find their own inner knowledge and connection to the everything that is everything and nothing that's nothing and so um, i i'm interested in how how this works so if i would i come to you and say tanya i want to know is it my future or would i would it be i want to know what's going to happen next year like what what would a typical person come to you and ask so the thing is is that um oracle will take you in a path it's not going to give you direct answers like you're going to meet somebody in a few years or whatever like that this is something that's really really nice about Völuspau and my connection with that is when i'm reading it i understand the consciousness and how she's weaving there's mm -hmm. actually different ways you can put this in uh, a row but this is very fitting to the journey that we take. So somebody might read it the first time and be like, no, I'm understanding something about the gods. And then they kind of read it again, like, whoa, okay. And it's got layers and layers and layers. So uh, when people come to me, uh, they're not gonna come for me for like, you know, uh, like a tarot reading would be or something. Mm -hmm. This is gonna be much, much deeper. 
Yeah, and that, I guess I it, guess that's what I'm trying to yeah. separate is between yeah. that kind of like tarot reading yeah. or yes. your fortune teller, somebody like that, mm. and, and get an understanding yeah. of the difference, mm. or at least I work. Yeah, I work specifically in trance. That is what I have honed and trained myself to do. And so I'm doing that specific oracle trance with the singing group. And so it does happen that people are in touch with me. Um, it would usually be uh, just through people. And then they will call me and say, like, I know you through these avenues. And I'm dealing with things like serious things, like dying, birth, children, you know, very, very serious things. Uh, maybe uh, so, so, sometimes I do get a lot of situations like people are feeling they're cursed or something like that. You know, something that you really like if you're going to call on the spirit world to come through, through me, through trance, and they really do animate through me. This is I, it's not like talking to me like this right now. You will see a big personality change. You will see different kind of there's another presence in the space. If you're going to call them, then there's got to be something really big. So that is what I do. I have done work uh, for, you know, like in hospitals and stuff like that. But I don't go in trance there. I cut, I just and I prepare myself and bring the powers with me and I go into the hospitals. I'm trained in healing, in soothing, in different kinds of prayers. Um, I'm a ceremonialist, so I'll do ceremonies for people. So different things that I inquire with time and with instruction but i'm known specifically for holding the oracle trance which would be something similar derived from eric eric saga that mm -hmm. i sit with my staff and i have a singing troupe i go into trance and they animate through mm. so what what is it that you would be looking for i guess is is what i was was mean before i mean when you go like I can use myself as an example. Like, like, say, if I came to you, and you went into your trance, is it a case that you would be looking for for my future or the past, or what? What knowledge would I be getting from it? Like, what would I, or at least, what would I be looking to gain from it? And does that make sense? Yes, you will get what you need. And okay. the entities that work through me will give you what you need, not always what you think you need. It, would, so would that be this, sorry, sorry, would that be a case of me asking you a specific question? So mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough topic to talk about. Let's say I, I had a diagnosis of cancer or something, and I ask you if it was going to be okay. Is that the kind of thing we're talking about? And then you would, in the trance, then be able to see or at least try and understand as to what, what was going to happen in the future. Scenarios like this will happen. And the thing is, is that I'm not present anymore when the trance happens. I'm in another place. And the spirits will come through and do what they need to do for you. And they usually know better than our human mind uh, does. So, But there's the complicated questions that do come up, like, uh, am I going to die of this cancer? Am I going to lose this partner or something like that? And the powers do have a way of talking through it the right way. Because okay. there is always these situations of what do you need to know? I know things 
that I'm not going to speak of, you know, it's because it's not serving any purpose. You can't steal away somebody's maturity, their their journey, what they need to experience before reaching from point A to point B. But so what what you will receive is a connection with uh, with powers that you feel like, OK, this is big. This is something outside of my human. So you feel kind of like, OK, this is important. I need to hear this. And you will get the right guidance to help you through the experience that you're having. If you are meant to get like direct answers, that will happen. You know, mm-hmm. what needs to happen will happen. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, like a lot of people will be like, I really want to hold on to this partner in life. Everything in them feels like they will die if they don't get to hold on to this partner. So even though the Oracle working through me, will know that this is not going to end up well. They will find a way to support you to, let me say, in the best circumstance, to buffer the the experience mm-hmm. and help you gain wisdom from what you're experiencing. Okay. And so it's supportive. Just like with Völuspau, the world is going to end anyways. But she's telling a story that's going to repeat itself over and over again. It's going to repeat within you. It's going to repeat in society. It's going to repeat in nature. It's going to repeat in the universe. So we keep on actually repeating ourselves as long as you need to hear it. It's all going to be all right. (laughs) You're having an experience. So, I mean, I don't know how much you can speak about when you're in the trance because that fascinates me. And I don't know how conscious you are or not i guess are you conscious are you are you seeing things even though you like you say somebody i guess you somebody else takes control is, is tanya still there watching and kind of knows what's happening or is it a do you kind of take a back seat and then you come out of it and you don't really know what's happened or are you still there consciously kind of watching what's going on but something else has yeah. take control now, that's very interesting is that, uh, well, number one, this incorporation of spirit is nothing to take lightly. It is something that takes a lifetime of training. It's very important that you do that and with other people. Mm-hmm. And there is, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous to do this job. So, and I have to take breaks and I have to take moments of figuring this out again. And sometimes when I'm getting new spirits that are, we negotiate that we're working with. It takes time. It could take years to get this through. It depends sometimes what spirit is working through me, how conscious I'm going to be. When who I call the big one comes through, she's uh, the most massive uh, entity that works through me. And explaining that, that's another show for itself. It's something that's way over a lot of people's heads. It's its going to, it, it, it breaks a lot of concrete ideas of what we actually do when we speak of who the big one is. But I have other ones through that. The thing is, is I can, if I, if I just try to describe this uh, more clear, it's kind of like when you're waking up after a dream, like okay. the first moments, you're kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then you start, it starts fading out during the day. So with some meetings, they are voice recorded. And then sometimes I have somebody writing things. But mm-hmm. we usually we usually don't do use use voice recording or any kind of uh, recording at all because it's spirits coming through, and that's not to be imprinted. But there are some people that we have negotiated with to do a little bit of documenting with pictures and stuff. But it won't work unless 
it's negotiated because it do shut off in certain in certain periods like if mm -hmm. we're helping somebody cross over like sometimes the spirit will come through and just needs help crossing over all equipment will shut down on its own um so when as a velva nice and i'm kind of like a swiss army knife i do a lot of things and sometimes i don't even know what i can do until i'm asked to do it i just get a request and then i kind of like tune in uh i've never okay. done this before uh, am i doing this okay how do i do it and mm -hmm. i just listen and uh and then i do it and uh it sometimes becomes something that i get really good at <laughs> or it was just this moment uh but i so i've been like 20 years doing it the way I'm doing it right now with the, doing this specific tra trance for 20 years. Okay. So are you, are you seeing like seeing images when you're in trance, almost like a, I'm, I'm trying to, for me, I'm trying to just um, kind of, I guess, understand what it might look like and, and, and get a picture <laughs> in my own mind. So would you be seeing almost like a video film of what was going to happen? And then you would, translate and choose what to say and what not to say mm. nope. what to let I'm them know there. i'm not there to say it i'm not there to talk it's i'm not allowed into the the speaking okay it's the so spirits it's all... that are speaking okay but this this is the thing is that um i think yeah it was about 2016 the same time i kind of like found the internet i'm sharing i'm i'm when some traditions come in iceland uh, from other traditions and they're doing things here I'm often called into to be with in those things as the Velvet Iceland so mm -hmm. I'm you know like uh, if a, a curator from Mexico is coming in here we get kind of introduced to each other share information about the spirits and such thing you know so it, it is quite often this wonderful way in 2016 I was sitting in ceremony from a tribe from Mexico and they uh, that the the head of that that ceremony, uh, an elder there said, uh, you, you guys need to take her with to the next trip to, because uh, they're, they're traveling with her medicine, take her with to the mainland, to Europe. And uh, and I'm like, okay. It made, my mom totally supports this whole like, oh, you just go for it kind mm -hmm. of a thing. She goes with me, we go to France and to other gatherings where other traditions are showing up. Mm -hmm. And there was Mongolian traditions there. There was Voodoo traditions there. There's, uh, there's uh, from China. There was all over the South American native everything all over the place. And uh, what I do looked, I, I, I gathered with the Siberians and the Mongolians really easily. We were like whoop, very attracted, mm -hmm. and uh, so they they see what I do here quite similar to what they're still doing there, and our ancestors are still talking. We have, they feel common ancestors. What the difference between me and a lot of traditions is the full incorporation, the and and being able to hold that space very safely because of the dangers of it. And there's not a lot of traditions that work with full incorporation like this. And my human mind and opinion is I'm kept in this beautiful, beautiful zone, like I'm in a comfort zone. In the beginning, I can see kind of like I'm writing, I'm writing a sound, I'm writing a wave. I have my path that I've kind of like developed with myself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it changes a bit, but I know where I'm going and where I know where I'm heading. And then when there's a breach, it, and there's been witnesses of this breach, they see that I open like like this, and I'm kept in a beautiful space. Well, I, I'm, this sounds really weird. I'm saying beautiful space. It just feels nice while mm -hmm. this is working through, but I do feel sensations. 
when I'm coming out of it, I might have some memories and sensations, but it will uh, it will diddle out. And I have buffer guides too, like uh, from the high one to the big one. I ha I'll have uh, guides that are near my lifetime that will come through before coming into my body. This has an effect on all my molecules. I'm just, you cannot, nobody's allowed to touch me for an hour before, hour after at least. Uh, I'm like an atom and it's just, it's shivering, it's shaking and a lot can come come through in that. And I'm just kept in this, in a, in a space between. But I do have a sense of knowing, there's a sense of knowing in my head. Like when I need to know, I know, but I've been, mm -hmm. like I said, I've been doing, I've been doing a, uh, prophecies as I was born I've been been like just as soon as I started talking I would just know stuff and mm -hmm. then working with ceremony and, and training a ceremony most of my life can you imagine all the information that I would have in my head if I would remember everything I'm so glad I don't <laughs> I really don't want to know everybody's shit you know no. <laughs> absolutely not I know what I need to know so does it ever turn negative I guess is the question that comes to absolutely and, absolutely and are you mm. <laughs> are you able to take control if that happens and what yeah. would a, what if, would a, what would a negative experience be like I, i'm guessing it would be more telling on your body but what would that be then like for i don't want to say the end user the, but the person who's there who, who you're doing this this transfer what would that be like for them would they is it just a case of the the reading would be negative or can it be a bit more malicious than that in a sense i don't want to use the word demonic because i guess that's more christian but that kind of scenario where it's a it's, a, it's an evil spirit yeah so this is where my guardians come in and my singing troupe so we still sing the varlocker today uh the thing is there are the art so when i was little i was i was spending my summers with my great grandmother that was 90 years old when i was little that learned from her grandmothers, you know, uh, yeah, and it passed down. So there were songs that had lyrics, but mostly we are using sound. It's more of a chanting uh, sound in it, but it's very specific. And the group that gathers around it have uh, a alignment in it. And it's very important that it's harmonious. Otherwise, new people cannot just jump into that, uh, that particular circle. Uh, because they could bring in a cricket seder, a sevitla that could uh, mess with the spirit world and me and my what I'm going through in that point. So the my mother, my aunt, my daughter, and the group around me are holding and guarding and tracking and making sure that things do not happen like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that could be malicious or bad or anything like that. Of course, I'm not. I'm not getting away with developing like this without a lot of mistakes and and reading things wrong. I'm only human after all. So I have been in situations where I was too exposed to oh, too big of a seder, too big of a ceremony. People are there that shouldn't have been in there, uh, throwing at me some hand signals because they got scared because she got real. This is not a joke. This is the mm -hmm. thing is that when people really actually come and see this, it, this puts this in, puts them in their place a bit and they, and they start. <laughs> and that could cause a lot of disturbance in the yeah. field. So I have my protectors to just kind of like walk these people out of the area 
and things like that. It, there has happened that somebody's come in that uh, either has an, a narcissistic issue. This is not in Iceland. This is elsewhere uh, that I have, I'm not traveling much anymore, but this is when I was trying it out. They come in with malicious attitudes and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's not fun running into the spirits that work with me. People have instantly thrown up, become sick, shit their pants, get out of that space right away. So that can happen. If I am not aligned and I'm not doing good, if there's any human situation in me that is just getting in the way of the work and I'm not listening to take a break and I do ceremony, uh, it will it will be bad for me. I can get sick for some time. It takes me a long time to recuperate. Big, big ceremonies take me a few days to uh, rest after. Mm -hmm. especially if we're dealing with helping people with illnesses and just bad, bad energy in them in general. I do mm -hmm. some of the ceremonies. They, the, the thing is, this, this is, of course, they didn't write about us. We're terrible, terrible women. We're loud. The ceremony is not silent. It's loud. Mm -hmm. When the spirits come through, they come in wailing. They mm -hmm. breach, they breach through mm -hmm. sound. And, uh, and like, uh, the, they can come in quite some come in violent and my mother she's there she's just holding it holding it, make sure i don't fall down don't fall into a fire you know she's i'm being guarded like this so uh, some of the spirits have just got uh, this is not this is nothing to do with good and evil this is just a nature a nature mm -hmm. the way it is and it, it's just there needs to be protocol and etiquette mm -hmm. when okay. around this before anybody comes to me, I describe all these things. I give warnings. I, 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 if they're really asking for this, because I could do a lot of other things, but when they're asking specifically for this trans, and it's first of all, I gotta get permission from the spirits. Are we gonna do this? Sometimes somebody needs to experience the these big personalities. But it's quite often that we can never decide in our heads what they're going to do. Because <laughs> there's been, that, I've, I've seen big, big people come in like, oh, okay, I'm, you know, with their egos and stuff. And I think like, oh man, this could turn bad. feel like you're looking bad. straight at me there. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm looking in the distance actually right now. I'm looking at myself talking right now. So, <laughs> no, no, but, and, and then they're quite soft. So we can oh, never that have does sound like me, actually. Yeah. So it's, I, I, my uh, my opinion and views and stuff like that are just not a, not involved in this stuff. Mm -hmm. Mateus, I feel like I'm just hijacking, but I'm just so interested in asking. No, go for you, it. Go for it. You, know, <laughs> you have the questions. interesting questions. You're asking, um, like, I mean, personally, I, I there's, there's a lot of this stuff that resonates with me, and I, mm -hmm. I, I, I like recognize a lot of what you're saying, Tanya. So, mm -hmm. like, I, I I think I have more of like an implicit understanding, so I wouldn't be asking these very concrete questions myself. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> my I guess my mm -hmm. position. I'm. I would say I'm not spiritual, and I wouldn't say I'm not. I wouldn't say concrete. I'm not spiritual. I've been, certainly been in situations of where things have happened that I can't understand, but I I would say I'm on the fence when it comes to whether I believe concretely in spirits or not. That's just, I think, but that is down to my personal experience where I'm very, I would say I'm very much like a pig-headed Yorkshireman of that I believe what I see. And until mm -hmm. I have that experience, then I'm kind of like, I'm just, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm one way or the other. I'm not like absolutely not. And I'm not like, 
definitely because I just haven't experienced it myself. So I'm very, I try to stay as neutral as possible. Um, it's something that I would love to experience and to, to see because I, I think then I can have a, a better opinion on it, I guess, rather than, because it's hard to form an opinion. I, I, you know, some people will, I feel like I'm rambling here, but some, <laughs> some people will go, you know, they will say, without a doubt, some people may listen to this episode and, and please don't take this offensively, Tanya. Some people will, will just go, okay, that's probably bollocks. And I, and I, you know, I, and some people will just form that opinion, but they will form that opinion without ever have actually having any experience. It will just be, that's the way that they think. They just think, okay, that's not real. Whereas I try to at least stay a little bit in the middle until I know, I know one way or the other. No, I want to add something to that. that. That, that's cute so it's fine the thing is is that i don't care about other people's opinions i don't mind being the judged one the misunderstood one i don't care uh i come from a punk upbringing i'm used to being different like really and the thing is is that i don't need anybody to believe in me or what i do or anything i don't need that the, the thing is is that i have i'm very content with my life Mm-hmm. I, I I have a I have a comfortable living. I can do this solely as my 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 work and way of being, and what comes to me is what's meant to be, and mm-hmm. I'm very aligned with that. If somebody needs to see this to experience it or whatever, and you need it, you really need it, that will happen. But I don't know what you need. Do you need to be more spiritual? I don't know. And I'm a quite of a skeptic myself. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm not like. A, you got to have a good filter. I'm a skeptic towards the everything. Even when, when, when it comes to the spirit world, I'm, I'm not just, I, I might see something and I just don't judge it from the first glance. I, I get to know it a little bit more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And I, and my, the, what we're doing is a science really. I, I just do not have the English terminology. I don't get the academic brain to deliver it the way that people will feel most comfortable with, but we are working with science. Uh, I think quantum physics helped a lot bridge our terms and what we're going through. I think mm-hmm. dreams help a lot to uh, to explain the different kinds of experiences of reality that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, a dream is an experience, an experience is real. The mm-hmm. trance is an experience and that is real. And I, I this is why I don't, need any like you don't have to introduce me as anything people just get to know me and you just feel it within yourself am i resonating or not if somebody's Mm -hmm. gonna call it bullshit fine Mm -hmm. you're not i am gonna be over your head Mm -hmm. i'm going to be over your head so if you're not ready for this fine i don't care another (laughs) lifetime i love love this like fuck off haters that's that's the way that's the way it should be but i obviously you're 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 obviously a smart a smart woman so you know there will be those people who have that opinion. Um, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That, that it's, not, it's not even like, I don't even feel like a little sprinkle of offended. <laughs> not, 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 not a tiny bit. Because it, it's like, there's a lot of things I don't understand. There's definitely. a lot of things that I will look at and be like, I don't get it. I don't know why you do that. But it's at the same time a curiosity if I'm spending my time judging it. Yeah. Mm. Well, this 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 one thing to say about this too, like we we, in modern times, 
thanks to the so-called enlightenment age and, and all of these things, we, we're, nowadays we have a discourse. When we talk about these kinds of things, we're, we're, it's always about whether or not you believe, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but that doesn't have to be necessarily the way that you e exist in this world. You can also exist in this world with simply the possibility that 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 there are that's kind of what you're doing already, Dan. Like uh, that with the possibility that 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 could be something, right? Mm -hmm. like well, you don't I, have to you don't have to make the choice, really. I'm if, very if, comfortable if, of just yeah. saying I don't know, and I know a lot yeah, of people don't necessarily yeah. aren't able to do that. Whereas I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. I keep moving. And if it happens for me and I have the experience, I have the experience. But I, I will say that I do think it's very ignorant for anybody to ever think that we have discovered everything. The science has discovered the way of measuring everything. And that mm. what we know now is concrete and it's not going to get any better. And that maybe in 10, 15, 20 years, there's going to be something that comes about where you can measure spirits or see spirits or or communicate in a better way than maybe someone in the dark with a, a voice recorder um but you know the, the these things are, are always advancing and what we could measure 100 years ago 200 years is nowhere near what we can measure now so in another 100 years who knows what we can see and where technology will go so anybody who says absolutely not it's all bullshit i think well you don't know like, mm -hmm. the reality is we don't yeah. know does it matter? Does mm -hmm. it really matter that we understand right now? Because I think that we should just be humble to the calculations of the universe mm -hmm. and stay in this presence of not knowing and letting us evolve and develop. I like to have more things in common with a flower. <laughs> you know, it's going to grow in its own time. It's going to do its thing. It's going to have its season. It's going to go down in the earth. It's going to gain new nutrition, grow different the next year. You know, uh, I. I don't know what all this stress is about uh, to to have this ultimate knowing concrete thing. I guess it's something about security. Uh, I, I guess I it's so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. That is fine. It, it makes people That's feel fine. comfort if yeah. they know if yeah. they know the answer or feel that they know if nothing else. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, feel like they know. Yeah, <laughs> which is a really good thing because I mean we're floating on planet Earth in the universe. We really don't know. We don't mm -hmm. know. This is really weird. Life is weird. You know, there's certainly a lot of things we don't know. And I mean, I could probably attest for for the idea of thinking that you you know things brings comfort because this might be a little bit embarrassing. But when I was maybe 12, 13 years old, I was terrified of ghosts. I'd never seen a ghost, never known anything, nothing, but I was terrified of it. I was terrified of the idea of seeing one, of them being there, and it's it scared me for no real reason in my mind. It was just something that maybe I'd, I'd seen a movie or something, but this fear was very much real. And, I, and then I think I consciously created arguments in my mind as to why they couldn't be real, scientific arguments of why it's not real, why they're not there. So to get rid of this, this what I would maybe see as like an irrational fear, to get rid of that, I would just convince myself that scientifically it was impossible for them to exist. So there we go, stop being an idiot. So mm -hmm. I, I think maybe people do do that and the, they think they believe in something hard enough to get rid of a fear that they have, but they maybe not just don't yeah. want to admit 
Well, you know, everybody, I mean, unless you're a total sociopath, narcissist, you're going to have a lot of fear in your life, anxiety mm-hmm. in your life. And we put up good masks, but everybody's got insecurity. And even I sometimes have moments I'm like over my head, you know, like uh, I don't like ghosts in my house. You know, it does creep me out. But at the same time, I get totally possessed by spirits, <laughs> you know. Oh. Uh, I mean, it is, but it's until I get to know it. You know, I had a spirit visit my house the other day and I, it spooked me for a bit. I was kind of like, ooh, my daughter was like, oh, my God, you're afraid of all people. <laughs> mm. And and uh, it's very humbling, you know, mm-hmm. just any way you got you, you any way you need to believe her and, and, and be to just have your moment in this lifetime as yourself. Just do your thing for reals, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. But I, we talk about measuring this, the spiritual, the, the, the intangible, but you know, how do you measure love? How do you measure rage? How do you, the feelings, feelings, mm-hmm. how there, do there you measure that? Things, there are certainly things that yeah. they're unexplainable, whether it's, you can, like, if somebody's angry, you can feel it. Or if there's tension in a room, there is there is a feeling. There is something when, you, if you walk in a room, you can just sense a feeling. And I don't know what it is. Maybe there's a scientific reason for it. It's called but, energy. It's called but, energy. Yeah, but but I think a lot of people <laughs> just dismiss that whole idea. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I say, and same with, you know, <laughs> this is also weird. But Sarah, Sarah's quite into like serial killer type stuff, like reading books, that kind of stuff. So we've been to a few little places um visited saw areas where stuff might have happened and you do there's undoubtedly you get a feeling from these places whether whether it's psychologically because you know something's happened there or there is like you say like an energy that exists in these areas where bad stuff has happened but even aside from that there's places you go that have just a feeling it's just an eerie feeling whether it's innate from something that we've carried through for like the last thousand years from, from whether it's danger or whatever there, everybody listening to this must've had that feeling where you go somewhere and it's just like, this feels a little bit off. Something doesn't quite feel right. And I can't explain where that comes from, but it must, there must be something. I can, I can, I can natural Mm -hmm. places, natural spaces in general, they feel perfectly fine. Human creative spaces to me, they feel freaky sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, that, well, a basement, oh, a cellar. Me, like, yeah. I, I feel like a, a basement mm-hmm. or a cellar is always a. Right. Quite, except when I used to do plumbing, I used to have to go into basement cellars. And you always freaked out. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't say necessarily freaked out, but there's always like a, mm-hmm. just a feeling. But then I don't know if maybe it's because humans aren't meant to be underground and there's not much natural light there, if any. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's to do with that. But there are certainly spaces. My, my, my job. My job is to be able to look through these pages of what is primor- like primordial like fear of closed spaces or the unknowing, these kind of fears that could create kind of like a embodiment in people. They don't even know what it is anymore. Uh, it could be what's happened in some areas and be able to read the pages of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what is psychological also. Uh, mm-hmm. And what is from the powers? What is from the soul? What is from the spirit? I'm looking at all of these pages, and I, I'm not going to be. Uh, I do not push any I, 
my me personally, I do not push any ideas to anybody and people not, do not come to me unless they actually want to, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to travel to a village in Iceland to be able to be in this area. Mm-hmm. So they, it, and it's never done as a show to prove anything, to validate anything for anybody in that sense. That doesn't, that doesn't, mm-hmm. that's not important. And, uh, I absolutely think it's quite natural to, for you know, like you had a, a situation, like you had a fear of that unknowing energy that could be ghost, and you chose to just go neutral, use logical brain, practical brain, mm-hmm. explain it in different ways or something. Other people will go closer to believing in something good, you know, and life it just uh, it's very rare this uh, I don't even know this I don't know this type of person that gets away with not having a difficult experience in life that we all mm. just have go through trauma we life is I mean just the world is traumatic there's war everywhere what we see mm. in the news that we we try to just disassociate from desensitize from but it that is traumatic too that's this association mm-hmm. you know when we start thinking it's normal watching a war across the world you know the, well the the destructive power that nature has and that can live in people and the issues that we have is very real. So we just know that that has an energy that's a density. It holds you down. It stiffens you up and stuff like that. And we do have an energy that can counteract that. If you work with that, whether you believe in your own power and might, or you grow a relationship to something else, whether it's a divine power or just your connection with your ancestors, humanity, nature, whatever it is. But I just think that people just need the support mm-hmm. to be able to get through life well. I think people deserve wellness in their life. And it, and, and people that are are having um, grace with more harmony uh, create a better world. Mm-hmm. And I, when I say harmony, I am not in the love and light crew. I'm talking about really what I do. I cannot stand spiritual gaslighting. I am heartbroken by how people treat each other. I'm angry sometimes. I I I can't get insulted. You know, I I can have all these feelings. You know, we just I'm just bringing compassion to that that I'm allowed to feel this way. Well, I'm allowed you- to not. Yeah. Well, Tanya, will you just explain to me, like, what, what is the love and light crew exactly for anybody who, who might not know what, what that is? I, do you know what? I'm trying to figure out myself. Well, it just comes up with this new age spiritualism, which mm-hmm. is, which I think is, it's quite beautiful that people just realize, well, I, as probably energy came to the planet, <laughs> into the human system, we started influencing each other and feeling like, oh yeah, maybe it's a good idea to get closer to nature. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe this crystal can help. You know, like it, it, they started to pick up on things, you know, this is like the beginning phase. I guess we're toddlers in this phase right now. People are just grabbing into all kinds of all kinds of spiritualism and consuming it also quite a bit. Let's get crystals. Let's get sage. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it'll make me raise my vibrations, be happier, something mm-hmm. like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's a new age thing. And I, I guess I started to maybe see this seep into the system in like a beginning of the, the century, you know, the 1900s, even with the spiritualist movement, people are starting mm-hmm. to work with angels and divination and, right. you know, uh, okay. I'm trying, I'm trying to explain something that's quite outside myself because I've just been experiencing it coming at me. Right. And 
and and like in the past few years that I hear this repeating thing like love and light and mm -hmm. people are maybe arguing and then they go okay you do you love and light you know <laughs> and you know something like that and I'm like really I mean can we okay for one thing with this this crystal situation uh consuming that people are just digging up mother earth everywhere taking mm -hmm. it from its natural habitat moving it around and i'm an animist okay if i haven't noticed uh you know cutting down trees in brazil to have your palo santos across the world you know such things like that it's a consumption of spirituality maybe right right no that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I, that's, I'm more, that's why it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm trying to explain something for the first time, I'm just saying like, yeah. is that what it is, but <laughs> I'm much more for just going like, okay, I'm here in Iceland, and I, and I'm raised with the, the medicine of this land, that the trees that grow, that coincide with the, the, the land that is holding me alive here, mm -hmm. um, there's, there's uh, many reasons why I kind of like want to, uh, pull out of the new age thing and just more into animism and, and becoming more in tune with the space that that's, that's upholding you whether mm -hmm. you travel around or not you just have you're just your tree and you you okay. touch base wherever you are in the world new age stuff is also blending into the, the Sazer stuff and Galtir mm -hmm. and things like that and it doesn't mix well um, yeah. because yeah. Of, because of our acknowledgement of the whole emotional scale that we can have and and we're okay with right yeah yeah no that, that makes a lot of sense there's something to be said for um you know building local practices based off of where you exist and what is present there instead of necessarily like i, I really like that you know mental image of the idea of like digging up mother earth to, to supply people with crystals all over the fucking place um that is that is rather stupid if you ask me like um really in a, from a, from an animist perspective i mean personally also uh an animist myself so that makes a lot of sense yeah that's one thing i'm most passionate about and i care most about that that the earth is alive mm -hmm. and that's the that i get as protective of that as i'm like a, as a, a human or per, or family member or such things i feel it i feel it a lot in my body I get I, I get upset when people come to Iceland and pick rocks from our mountains and and because maybe some of these mountains have an entity have a spirit to it and they're just tearing it apart and that I'll 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 get off my hurt my feelings won't get hurt about it you know and that's kind of like what kind of like also pushed me to speak and be present wear my clothes out front letting people know we care <laughs> this matters. Uh, I can help uh, with these voices mm -hmm. of nature transmitted to you and you understand. Um, I am working, like now I cannot stop the flood of tourism that's come to Iceland, but I'm adjusting and trying to work with it. Mm -hmm. With, For instance, I'm working on having um, our own uh, museum or center here in my coast. Uh, take uh, Introduced to the traditions here in my area to our sorcery and also our medicine you know working with the plants and herbs and the powers here and if people come here before they go out there and meet the next waterfall or mountain i could possibly save or help uh the spirits here that that are like family to me mm -hmm. mm. but there is yeah 
I mm-hmm. I have uh, one last question, and mm-hmm. might be a little bit of a difficult one. And please don't take any offence. By you've mentioned illnesses um, a couple of times, and I just wondered how that worked. And in a sense, like, would you ever recommend somebody maybe stopped like traditional medical help in form for for something that came through? um when you were in a trance and I, I guess that's kind of something I, I've just I've been toying with for the last maybe half an hour since you mentioned the, the being able to help with illnesses because I'm all for sort of traditional medicine but I am a little bit I would say against when when people would suggest maybe stop taking traditional you know like medically given drugs I guess maybe drugs or help inform for something else without that doesn't have any backing to it does that make sense like please don't take that Mm -hmm. offensively um i just wondered how that how that worked well uh this is not this is not a difficult question at all uh i absolutely support uh modern medicine Okay. And getting uh, absolutely, absolutely, we okay. work together. That, that's what I, that's some... what I wanted to hear because you do. <laughs> that makes this question a lot easier because sometimes you do see yeah. not with with evolvers, but certainly with other with other types of situation like this, where they might recommend people stop taking modern medicine in form of traditional ones, and that's not necessarily the right answer. So I am really glad that. That that's your position. Uh, I'm 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 really real, okay. So I'm I'm serious about this. I'm a very down to earth kind of a person. It's perfectly natural that human beings that they started with herbs and stuff like that, and they start developing medicine and start developing technology, and to help each other in the medical field that is uh that's just a wonderful beautiful process here in iceland we do have some doctors that will not acknowledge uh uh, our our healing methods and the work we do there are some but i can tell you majority do Mm -hmm. and we do work together and so the thing is it's like uh, my uncle who had cancer he came to us for healing every week but it wasn't healing so he would not die it was healing to help him cope with the process. Mm-hmm. It was uh, going through the chemo, going through uh, the, the, the emotional, the psychological pr- things that happened mm-hmm. uh, before you go. Uh, it was it, We would never interfere with the natural cycle. And we do not see the end of it when somebody passes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe in reincarnation. And there are pe- there's a lot of people with mental illnesses that attract towards spiritual things. I'm very clear. I'm so strict about these things, filtering that and helping and just saying, hey, uh, you're having a situation and uh, are you talking to a therapist? You know, I I, I mean, if anything, I'll be like the person that will direct towards that direction. But I I can be like a support, but I am not some I'm not a source to drink from and for endlessly. I'm just Mm -hmm. a a point on your way in your journey. And uh, so, like I said, the, there's, I don't know, understand people that will just say drop medical things. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Uh, of course, I would support people having independent thought, being in mm-hmm. alignment with themselves. Not, you don't, there's going to be, get a second opinion from a doctor, get yeah. a third and fourth. 
absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> um, okay, last. This is my last question, and this might be completely childish, and 12 year old Daniel is going to chuckle inside. But is there is there any link between a vulva and vulva? Like, is because because you said this is a very feminine based thing. Now, is there any correlation there? And everybody might think it's a ridiculous question, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Do those do are those no, two it, words linked in any way? Because I, it, it seems, I love this. It seems I love this. quite so, odd that it's such a. It is a very yeah, what female a, oriented. What a coincidence! Thing. What a coincidence! That's you what know. I thought. Uh, uh, what a coincidence! Like I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay, so so uh, etymology is like a word I just learned the other day. So they are like they're gonna have their way of going like yes, bullet, bullet, staff, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Which, you know what, like, when you get to know, if you get to know the ceremony and what we do, this actually makes a lot of sense that we have a, have a staff <laughs> and that we should be called the Velva. There is a polarity in it that creates uh, something mm -hmm. different. Yeah. Like a life of its own. Mm -hmm. uh, but Velva is not in my language. Like, uh, the, the, as a vagina, okay. we call it a different thing. So my brain never made that connection before until I realize that the English words, okay. uh, you know, the, or Latin word, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, so it, I, I think that most academics and people thinking about etymology will not make this connection. But I can tell you that uh, people that have been witnessed of me, uh, when the ones that see and see the breach, they do see an opening. And mm -hmm. it is a symbol that I carry. And it wasn't like I... It's not like a lot of things I do. I do not think it and then do it. It kind of comes to me. The, the, I usually work with the staff to write a sound, but I was gifted a drum later mm -hmm. in life. And it is a valva. It's a shape like a valva. And the one that was making it did in a ceremony was like, what? We're actually making a valva drum, the drum. And I can send you pictures of it. It is a cave. <laughs> it's beautiful. And I'm definitely working with that energy. Now, there's another interesting thing. I'm gender fluid, you know. Mm -hmm. And so when I go into, when I'm in a ceremony, I am definitely holding the vulva. You know, I am, poof. You know, uh, I understand some people, some men, that will get a little red in the cheeks, you know. Like, like me right now. With me. <laughs> yes. To feel like I'm you just know, going I, bright red. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I, I carry this full on Sheila in the gig style, you know, uh, and I hold my staff and I hold it tight. This big one, too. <laughs> there we go. We have to I, get a dig. I, I, I have to, like, I, Dan, Dan, I, I have to blow your mind here. Okay, so the word vulva, right, has mm -hmm. its origin in the Proto-Indo-European root uh, W-E-L, well, uh, which means to turn or revolve. Um, with derivatives referring to curved and enclosing objects. So basically it forms um, all or a part of uh, different words like uh, circumvolve, convoluted, convolution, devolve, uh, evolution, vault, valve, revolve, and so on, right? Volum voluminous as well. Uh, waltz, well, welter, welk, willow, la 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 la. It is 
the hypothetical source of evidence for its existence is provided by Sanskrit, Sanskrit Valate turns around, uh, uh, Ulvam, Wum, Vulva, Lithuanian, Baltis, Twine, Net, Vilnius, Wave, Abvalus, um, Round, Old Church Slavonic, Valiti, Roll or Welter, Vilyuna, Wave, Greek, Elwain, uh, to roll round, wind, wind, sorry, and wrap, and so on. Uh, um, an eye line as well, twist, uh, turn, squeeze, revolve, rotate, and so on, and so on, and so on. Going down to Old High German, we have, no, wait, Gothic, Valsian, which means to roll, Old English, Welvian, roll, Vialok, Welk, spiral shelled mollusk and also old high german waltzan to roll or waltz and so on and so forth and to this root we also find um the old uh old germanic um where was it wallows right which also comes from that root to turn when wind or roll um uh, which produces Völler in Old Norse, which is staff. So there you go. It is actually related. <laughs> you know, I love like, that giggle right there. I knew it. I knew it all along. Yeah, right? Right? Like, I, I've, I've never heard the rundown like this, you know, uh, because people just just go like, no, Völler, dunk. And I'm mm. like, wait, 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 wait. This, doesn't, this doesn't feel right because... Uh, the actuality of the work it's like everything you just said matthias everything ah it is it all comes in into that space you know yeah, i think almost everything I, yeah but, no no so, originally all the way back to in, in proto-indo-european yeah. of course i mean it's a theoretical language but but all the yeah. way back it seems like it has the same origin <laughs> yeah i knew it well the, i didn't the, doubt the it work, yeah, the work does the, does the thing, and I'm not saying that uh, just hey, everybody come see the whole Velo show here in Iceland. But people that are meant to be here, come and see it. You know, uh, I'm I'm very interested in having people that are academic to come and see and be witness, just mm -hmm. uh, to yeah, to be witness. Actually, mm -hmm. that's it. That's it. Just mm -hmm. to write about it. It exists today, and this is how it looks like. You know. Uh, it's just a landmark mm -hmm. and i think it's it's coming time to do that uh the thing is is that uh like with thorbjörg you know the, what what she was wearing and stuff like that i have my own things you know what mm -hmm. i would wear and it mm -hmm. will describe a lot of what kind of vulva i am today and um and the thing is a lot of people are reading these things and they're going like well i don't know and just guessing and stuff i'm like i it, it, you, i can i'll show you <laughs> <laughs> and i'm showing you right now just talking to me mm -hmm. you know i'm mm -hmm. showing you uh we are i am not a new age chick and uh i'm not self-advertising or anything i'm just trying to bring anchor this energy down here mm -hmm. in a wholesome way and also have fun it's been really fun talking to you guys oh, so it it's has. Fun yeah. too. It's, yes yeah. it's, it's been really fun before we wrap up tanya i think mm -hmm. we've met in person I think when right? you, I think when you had your hands tattooed, I was at Haber's tattoo studio. I think when right. you, were, I think when you were getting your hands done, me and me and yeah. Sarah, me and you Sarah came, came in. I'm sure. That's right. 
no, you you did, you did. I was at her place. I remember. I, I guess I recognized you. I yeah. knew at the start yeah. of the sh- before we started the show. I I recognized yeah. your hand type, and I was like, I know I've seen that before. And this whole time I've been thinking, and I'm like, it definitely yeah. is. That was <laughs> that that was the, that was the moment. That was the moment. I remember it's, now. It's a small world. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely drop by next time I'm in Iceland. We'll we'll go yes. uh, conjure some uh, some trash from the mountains. <laughs> Absolutely, I yes. want I want to do this. I want to experience yes. it, and then yes. I can know for sure. Yeah, <laughs> or not, or not, or just be more confused than ever. Well, you know, even better. <laughs> I don't know if I can get even more better. <laughs> no, just no. You're very welcome because we. we I, I see that when things are threaded together, we'll see what happens. And mm-hmm. Matthias, we can maybe talk to Katla. You know, mm-hmm. it just it's just something like that. Whatever flows, whatever flows. Awesome. I like the just sound. like oh, how thanks. I'm, just like how I'm here right now. Wow, <laughs> yes, that's, that's been cool. Um, Tanya, have you got anything you want to shout out your Instagram page or Facebook page where people can follow you? No. <laughs> so many people say that. No, no it's, it's like, well, you can. if you. I mean, like, if you want to go, well, not my Facebook. That's an, uh, I'm trying, I, I don't know how I feel about Facebook anymore, but uh, Instagram. That's like me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just don't know what I'm doing there, how I'm navigating that. I'm just kind of like, like one day at a time kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I like the, I like the picture diary. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, is that, hold on, I'll just write it here. I call myself Tiva reigns. The gods are reigning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Tiva, I mm-hmm. can't write it because my 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 things on the uh, lock on Icelandic. Okay, maybe it works. Do it like this. I'm just spe- testing. Yeah, yeah. There it. you go. There you go. <laughs> Tiva reigns in Icelandic. Oh. Okay, so that's T I V A R E I G N. So yeah, something rain. like that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like I found People Instagram. I'm like, it. oh, yeah. I'm like. I, I don't even I can't I don't even know why I have that, but I was just it was, it was a period of time when I'm thinking about Tivir, the gods. Mm-hmm. And in Iceland we describe the, the energy field around nature as Tivir. You know, mm-hmm. when you can see the, the light and the glow around it. And I, what I'm meaning about it is nature is raining, is that nature is always mm-hmm. first and is the highest, you know, here. So there I'm just, yeah, doodling around. Being Perfect. what the wild card self I am. So there we go. Um, Mateus, what about you? Other than everybody send Mateus a Facebook friend request. <laughs> yeah, What's yeah, you, you can always find me on Instagram. If you must find me on Facebook, I guess. Uh, um I always, guess. Yeah. <laughs> always join us on the uh Nordic Mythology Podcast group on Facebook. We just had a wonderful uh row today over the word Norse. I uh, spammed the group with like seven different pictures, I think it was, or memes about Norse. <laughs> and people like fucking with me about it, so that's great. Um, that's it. <laughs> There's some good memes in there, to be fair. There is I, I, gotta, I gotta catch up because I'm, I'm still working with the language. I, I sometimes just copy what people say in English, uh, trying mm-hmm. to explain things, like what's Nordic, right. Norse, whatever. We say mm-hmm. Norrite, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So... 
Hey, well, that I, is I, I that is the, I, the translation of of Norse. That, oh, that's we, the original. We don't have <laughs> another two hours for me to read yeah. about that. I, I'm I'm a hungry boy. <laughs> okay, so I I gotta give one little shout out, a little Absolutely. shout out, uh, because I'm doing a very interesting talk about outsitting. Who said that? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tata July for the organization Heathen Women United. If anybody recognizes that, if you run into that, um, I think that would be really fun. Um, I'm looking forward to having that talk about outsitting. Cool. Uh, but the, yeah, so that's going to we'll, be another we'll, one of those. We'll yeah. make sure to have uh, uh, show notes um, that mention Heathen Women United. I believe there's a yeah. Facebook group for that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is one of the different channels I run into on Facebook, and I like that one. Cool, I, I like I like that group and what it's about, and and they have these conferences, and um, and it's just been they got me used to talking on on computer, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I always I always come back to that. If they want to talk about what said, I'm for I'm so for that, and I I'm all there for that. So cool. yeah, perfect, awesome. Okay, if you enjoy the show, please take a minute to leave us a five-star rating, a positive review. It will literally take you 30 seconds and it really does help people find the show. And obviously, they read the reviews and hopefully want to check it out. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Non-Mythology Podcast. The website, nonimythologypodcast.com. Same on YouTube. Like, so we're going to start putting some well full episodes going there after 30 days and we're going to start putting some little short clips on there as well. Um, and then if you really enjoy the show, please help us out on Patreon. You can support us on any any tier on there. Um, and you get access to the live show and also our watch long show that we do directly after the main show on a Tuesday. Um, yeah, and it really helps us out, it helps us get new equipment, new nice new green screen, maybe for, for myself so I can have cool pictures up like Matthias. Um, yeah, black, you really, black you really metal bands in Norwegian woods. That's it, exactly. <laughs> awesome, that's the show, Tanya. Yeah, thank, thank you very you much. So much. This has been a this has been a really interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I say, I I love these these ones where I know very little about it, and especially when it's something that's out of my my comfort zone. Maybe um, I just love sitting and listening, and then mm-hmm. asking all the dumb questions. And they were good questions. They they they, they bring to a lot that. to light. They bring a lot to light. They bring a yeah. lot to light. Right. Thank you so much for Thank that. Thank you very much for joining us. Mm-hmm.